Indivariant. You blew it. We should just start all over from scratch. We should just quit. Let's not do another one of those episodes. <laughs> I think that's wearing thin. The trope of like just quitting. Well, I mean, to be to be clear, I don't think you even posted the last one, did you? Oh no, I didn't. That was a horrible episode. Yeah. No. Uh, you want to give people a little heads up of what happened last last time? I gave Q an hour of my time, and he just wow. threw it. Really out. fucked up way to he really fucked up way out. to couch it. <laughs> I don't like I don't like explaining it that way. Okay. That's probably not. No, what happened was is just as we were getting started. I, I'm assuming just as we were getting started, it hit you that uh, like 20 of our our back catalog episodes were just missing. And we proceeded to spend the next hour looking for them. Is that a good way to, to say it? Yeah, we like I, I, I went down into a, like a spiral, a depression spiral, because a solid like twenty percent of our episodes were just. I mean, they've always been missing, kind of. But I um I don't know. It just became really real to me in that moment yeah. when I was looking at our feed, and uh, and I also was looking through my hard drive and through my. You know my um. Yeah, that's when that's when drive. shit gets real. Is when you you realize that it's not on your hard drive either. Like it, it sure the the cloud could go down, but at least you still have your your copy, your local copy. But uh, you didn't have anything. It's terrifying. Yeah, but I I believe you found all of it since since we last spoke. Yeah, what I had to do was I had to. This will make you laugh. I don't know if I explained this to you or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I did what um, I did what you usually do to me. Not, doesn't feel so good. Does it doesn't it? feel so good. You're right. It feels pretty. It feels pretty bad, actually. <laughs> so, um, what did you do? Uh, I re I uh, I restarted, or I rebooted, or like re-upped my old defunct SoundCloud Plus account. Really, that worked. And the moment I did it, the moment that the payment went through, all of the episodes became live again. And I went one by one through SoundCloud. Now, a knave, a moron, a simpleton would have just been happy because that meant that all of the SoundCloud episodes were live again on that old feed. So, like, anybody going to birdroadpodcast.com would just see them, uh-huh. you know, if they were looking. And they'd be able to play them as, like, a SoundCloud player on that old legacy, like, old school bullshit feed that we had that's the way of a fool mm-hmm. now what i did a genius yes is that i went into soundcloud and downloaded all these missing files onto my hard drive and i have them now and the first 25 episodes of bird road that were missing uh well not all of them were missing remember like like episodes like one through six were were there and right. then like episode eight just randomly okay. exactly and so I was able to take that. I was able to sort of um, reconcile those with ones that I already had uh, because beautiful. some of them were missing on SoundCloud too. And I was able to uh, basically just like re-upload. That's awesome. And yeah, and and backdate all the episodes. So hopefully if you're a subscriber, I don't think this happened to you because it didn't happen to me. But hopefully, and Dave, I mean, I don't know if you subscribe to the show or not, but uh-huh. um, hopefully it didn't like hit all of your phones. I don't think it did. Because I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, them. I don't think it did either. Uh, I am a subscriber, but I also don't have notifications for any new episodes of any podcast, not just us. 
Um, but yeah, no, I don't think. It yeah, did. I do have notifications set up on mine and um, uh, on my Apple Podcast app. And also on Luminary. I just want to say real quick, shout out to SoundCloud. Uh, not only for that that actually working, that that's really surprises me, but also the fact you were able to download the file like easily, it, one click, that's, one click away. That's really awesome and user friendly because like that's one thing I hate about YouTube. YouTube, you can't download your own file back. They right. don't let you, which is so stupid. Like, why? What possible? You need reason? some weird browser plugin. That yeah, you got to steal bullshit. it. Basically, you got to rip. You have to it. steal your own shit. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So, um, shout outs. So look, I I don't want to. We said before. I said to you before we got on in this episode. Um, I want to knock out like some quick housekeeping because we have a lot of shit coming up and there's a lot going on. Yeah. But um, I don't want to talk about anything but Iowa today and maybe a little bit about New Hampshire and specifically, uh, Nevada. I don't want to talk about anything, Dave. No, no Oscar talk. Mm-hmm. None of that. That's fine. I am fired up. I will be happy like, to oblige. I, I'm excited about what's going on. I'm happy. But before we get into that, um, this episode, I think we're going to have going up on, when will it be? Thursday. Mm-hmm. The Right now it's Wednesday. Tomorrow we'll be posting this episode. Thursday. Thursday the 6th. The 6th. Yes. So this episode's going to go up Thursday the 6th. We have a great episode coming the following day that I just recorded today um, with Melba Pearson, who is um, a challenger for the Miami-Dade State Attorney's Office. She is a progressive prosecutor uh, as far as there can actually be such a thing. She is that thing. Um, we had a long conversation today. That's going to go up Friday. Okay, so uh, keep an eye on your feed for that. It's a great interview that we did to, that I did today. Not you, Dave. You weren't involved. You weren't invited. Yes. And um, so again, that was another one that we did over at Unicorn Fire Studios in conjunction with All Points West. A lot of fun. Keep an eye open for that. Um, we're going to be posting a new episode. Dave, what I'd like to do is try to do like the th- idea that we had for Iowa, which thankfully we didn't do it because we would still be live streaming yes. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do a live stream with you and try to have a few special guests on Monday night. Let me pick your brain right now live. Give the uh, the people, the, the the listeners a little bit of um inside baseball. How If we do a live stream, what do you think makes more sense? And maybe can we do more than one at a time? Uh, should we live stream on Facebook Live, or should we with for the all all the old folks mm-hmm. and people who watch Facebook Live, or should we try to do Twitch? Should we launch our Bird Road Twitch account? Well, I I think if if this is something that's important, I would say stick with Facebook only because the the people what if it's not important yeah well if it's not important <laughs> let's go to twitch because it's the thing to do but uh, or or if there's some other uh, service but n- we don't know anybody we don't have a built-in thing on twitch it would just be strangers and random people if anybody finds it whereas on facebook we'll at least get a few you know of our listeners and friends and whatnot can we do both at the same time now that's the question and i'm sure there's a way I've seen people talk like about switchers. it. Yeah, there's like, a, there's like a, a software that is like a broadcast, like a, a what do you call that? A um, 
uh, simulcast software yeah. for streaming. Yeah, and that will have to yeah. look into what the options are and how many different things they they put you on, but uh, that that could be an option. So, Dave, your next two Monday nights are taken up by me because next week we're going to be doing um, New Hampshire mm-hmm. and the, uh, this live stream and um, going to have a few special guests that show up and uh, talk to us as the results come in. And I wonder how that's going to go. I think pretty much all polling indicates that it's going to go one way, which is cool. Uh, we'll get into that in a moment. Yes. But then, what happens the next Monday, Dave? Why don't you tell us? Well, the next Monday, uh, you and I will both be in the same state for the first time in quite a while. You'll be here in Las Vegas for our live show coming up. It's February 17th. It is a Monday. It's 7.30 p.m., did I just say 7.30 p.m.? It's 7 p.m. Where, it's 7 p.m. Where right, did the 30 yeah. come from? Anyway, it's 7 p.m. And uh, it's at the Golden Tiki here in Las Vegas. We are doing a live show, live episode of Bird Road. Uh, what do we got planned for it so far? Can you be an altruistic, uh, net positive human being? If you're the commander in chief of this country, of this empire, can you engage in the empire management that's required, uh, you know, inflicting untold pain on hundreds of millions of people throughout the world at the same time that you run this country and, and try to be a good person? We have dubbed this show the All Presidents Go to Hell show. We're going to talk about that, like, moral ambiguity that comes with being the president of the U.S., um, if the po- if the position is just intrinsically corrupting, or if there is anybody, you know, hint hint, Bernie Sanders, if there's anybody that could potentially uh, clean that position or take this head of state and make it, I don't know, maybe a little bit like mitigate some of the harm that this country does across the world, uh, which is so varied and so, you know, all encompassing. That's the point of the show. All presidents go to hell. February 17th, President's Day at the Golden Tiki in Las Vegas. Can't wait to come to Vegas, Dave. Um, I've, I've I've missed it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So come join us if you're out in Vegas. And then also a little further down the road, but nonetheless, for folks in Miami or in South Florida generally, March 15th is going to be the rising tides of March. We're going to be at Gramps in Wynwood. Guests are still TBD. The show is going to be incredible. Um, we're going to center climate change as the issue because, really, honestly, at this point, with all the shit going on in the primaries, although you know there's still been debates, there are still going to be a few debates in between now and then. Um, this is the thing that's occupying the public consciousness, but somehow, not surprisingly, once again, climate change is the issue that is just not getting discussed in any serious way. Mm. Nobody is really centering that conversation. So we're going to. Um, and uh, yeah, you can RSVP for either of these on Eventbrite or on birdroadpodcast.com, which will lead you to the Eventbrite, um, or on Facebook, which will lead you to the Eventbrite. But uh, or just show up. You don't have to do that. <laughs> just show up. That works. Just show up. Yeah. So look, preamble over. Dave... How excited are you that Bernie won Iowa irrevocably and undeniably and beyond any shadow of a doubt? I was really happy about that before the night even started. 
I was I was on board. You were happy that he had won yes, he, Iowa, he had, Iowa before the night began. Exactly. He had won already for sure. So as the resident not following politics as much guy, uh-huh. let me let me quiz you a little bit. What do you know about what happened over the course of the last 48 hours in Iowa? I could give you like a bullet list of things that I know, but some... And you're in an... You're, let, let me, I'm, I'm going to let you pick up right there, uh-huh. but I just want to qualify you a little bit for the listeners. You're in a unique position because unlike most people, you have a very firm grasp of the way that caucuses work. Uh-huh. Like you understand that shit. Yeah. The shit that most of us have fucking no clue how they work. You have wrestled with that obscure mathematical bullshit before and with the ridiculous requirements of, you know, actually having to stand in one place for more than an hour. Right. Right, which is uh, it, it's it's awful. It, it's such a crazy way to do things. But uh, but yeah, no. Back back to the question though. I I feel like a lot of my answers of you know if I was just sit here and rattle off things that I think happened, uh, some of them would have been canceled out throughout the night and and today. Uh, and I'm not sure what still is true and what isn't exactly. Um, there's such okay. a such a constant stream of information. And I'm not sure where it all goes. I know uh, somehow, and I don't really understand this, uh, Pete Buttigieg is at the top of the uh, the list here, which I would have thought he'd be uh, way down below, right. below the others. So that makes no sense to me. Uh, but then at the same time, I hear that Bernie actually had the most of the popular ish vote i guess they don't call it that but you know like people actually voting no they do they have they have been calling oh, they it do that. they've been calling okay. it like the first but they call it differently okay so let's let's reset a little bit yeah, okay and i'm gonna try to and i've been following this kind of zealously and uh probably to my own detriment and to the detriment of my own me- mental health but it's very i think heartening if you're in the bernie camp if you're part of um you know a more progressive leaning politics. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking up a lot of this live stuff right now. It's nine 45 as we record this Eastern time and uh, the live Iowa caucus results that they have on the New York times. I have sort of been the most, I guess the most reliable um, as they've trickled in mm-hmm. uh, over the course of the last 48 hours and gone from, you know, an initial, reporting of 62% of the results up to 75%. And it looks right now like they are at, let's see, 92% of precincts are reporting now. Mm -hmm. Now, that's an impartial story, just as the numbers that I'm going to share with you are a very impartial story. What you have in Iowa were two rounds of voting that, uh, that happened because the way that caucuses work is that, you know, there's this first vote where if the candidates, like, for instance, like some of the weaker candidates like Biden, shocking, by the way, Biden, barely considered a viable candidate, actually looking right now, oh my God, this is actually really big big news, Dave. Um, I guess it hasn't quite hit there yet, but Biden is really, like right now as they count up these, these, these amounts, Biden is barely at the threshold of 15%. It looks like there's a slight chance Biden might end up getting 
no delegates from Iowa. Wow. Biden, the presumptive front runner yeah. of the Democratic Party, the guy that was the the man, the kid with the golden arm, yeah. was <laughs> who was gonna sweep everything, uh, and also ran fourth place. So the way that it works in these caucuses, Dave, if you don't reach fifteen percent you are considered not viable. Right. Now, that's not only at the state level, but also individually, like in each one of these high school gymnasiums around um, around the state. So first vote happens. Some candidates like, I don't know, Klobuchar, Yang, uh, Biden in a lot of cases, sometimes Warren even, even though she looks like she's going to come in third place, um, they don't reach that 15% within that little gymnasium. Now, sometimes that can mean that that there's eight people lined up for Bernie and only one person lined up for Biden. Sure, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, that's the way that the cookie will crumble for them. They won't reach that 15%. And they move to a final vote. The final vote is where the is is what happens right before, right after the caucusing happens. Caucusing, the actual, the action of it is you trying to cajole or convince the people who have been found to be not viable to come to your side, right? Right. You're trying to get them over to your side. Hey, you know, if you're like, for instance, the, the example that emerged a lot yesterday was people, Bernie people ha- did a great job of convincing Yang people to move over to, to them because in most cases, Yang was not viable. I think he only walked away with like 5% on the first, on the first vote. And that obviously dissipated down to 0% on the final vote. Right. And most, more than half, at least of Yang's people um, were absorbed by Bernie. By Bernie caucuses, right? Mm. So that makes sense because they sort of are aligned. They're kind of aligned in the way that, you know, what their traditional interests are. If you're a person who's pulling for Yang, there's a lot to Bernie that sure. if it's your second choice is, you know, probably appealing. So here's where we stand right now and here's how we got here. First of all, where do we stand? First vote, overwhelmingly, absolutely like dominatingly considering how spread out this 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 um field is that there's you know so many people running mm-hmm. Sanders Bernie Sanders just ran away with it right he got the what you call the popular vote and what's sort of colloquially called the first vote uh 24.4% beating um Pete Buttigieg 21.5% and then distant third and fourth by Warren and Biden in the next round of voting, so what you would think is there are all these sort of Klobuchar, Yang, also Rands who are now making the decision, okay, who do I go to? Some of them don't. Some of them just leave. Like some of them will just exit the gymnasium or whatever. Hmm. But for the most part, they'll go somewhere. And you usually think, well, well you at just that wasted point, your far- entire day if you did that. Yeah, exactly. You wasted your entire day. You stood on ceremony for nothing, yeah. basically. Um, so the final vote, and this is funny, you can actually find a clip of um, CNN anchor going through this, I think, yesterday and and realizing that the presumption based on the final result was that, oh, well, Bernie would get surpassed in that final vote because Pete Buttigieg was, would absorb a lot of the also Rands mm-hmm. uh, caucus goers didn't happen. Bernie kept his lead. His uh, his percentage rose um, almost two points to twenty six point one. Buttigieg 
narrowed the gap to 25.4. Warren came in at 20 and Biden way down at 13.7, which is crazy because that puts him, you would think, under that 15% threshold. A guy who has a war chest of just tens of millions of dollars, every every industrial super PAC, every, every like dark money group, every special interest just funneling cash into Joe Biden right. for him to come in with 13.7% of the vote in Iowa. It's absolutely hilarious, and it's so funny. Yeah. Now, everything is sort of basic, straightforward math up to this point, but what happens next is those... Those uh, that that popular vote that we're talking about gets apportioned into some magical math called the super delegates, mm. or I'm sorry, the state level delegates, mm. okay, the SDEs, um, and in that magical math, despite the fact that Bernie had more than two thousand two thousand more people vote for him, um, somehow because of the way that these uh, caucus sites are weighted, like for instance, rural sites are or weighted more for some reason than um, than the uh, the delegates. Or, I'm sorry, the city sites, the, the more metro. I mean, there's really aren't there really aren't fucking cities in Iowa, Dave. I mean, right. Like, <laughs> it's like it's, we're, we're talking relatively here, but rural areas, some of these more like lesser known townships, they're like weighted in this equation that there's really no point in getting into. There's no reason to like even try to explain this shit. Um, because the Iowa caucus after this disaster that has been this week is probably dead. There probably won't ever be one again. Um, but after that magical math, right now, with 92% uh, reporting, the magical and ultimately meaningless SDE figure has Pete Buttigieg at 26.5, Bernie at 25.6, Warren at 18.3, and <laughs> Joe Biden by the grace of God, at 15.9. So he might save a little bit of face. Now, what does that mean? Iowa's delegate count is only 41. That means that's literal, actual people standing on the floor at the Democratic Convention in the summer in Milwaukee that raise their hand and vote for whoever the nominee is. Right. Those are actual people. That's what the real thing breaks down to. Either way, no matter what ends up happening when when we get to 100%, it's going to be 11 and 11. It's going to be 11 delegates for Bernie. It's going to be 11 delegates for Buttigieg. Bernie had 2,000 more people vote for him. For the in the in the first vote, he had 5,000 more people vote for him. Bernie won Iowa. Now, what you're hearing and seeing a lot in the uh, media and in coverage is Pete Buttigieg claiming that he won, Mm -hmm. claiming that he, this magical number, this SDE number, uh, that which he, again, barely ekes out Bernie in, but ultimately means nothing, somehow signifies a victory, which can be infuriating, but... I mean, he's got to take what he can get, and he's got to spin it. Right, exactly. Um, At the end of next week or at the beginning of next week, I should say, at the end of the New Hampshire primary, which Bernie is, looks like, I don't want to you know, knock on wood, but like looks right now like Bernie's going to walk away with the New Hampshire win. Uh, there's going to be such a huge disparity between 
Bernie and whoever the second place person is at that point because Buttigieg isn't even I don't even think in the top five in New Hampshire right um and the electability arguments that all these people have been making for however long it's been the Bernie can't win Bernie can't pull in enough votes Bernie can't win in a general um I mean it goes out the window it's you really have to wonder how can you continue to make a Joe Biden electability argument? And then from there, where are we going? We go to your place. My where home sweet Bernie, home. Bernie is surging there too. And <laughs> I never thought this would happen. But after that, they're going to South Carolina where a, another fucking place that Bernie is inexplicably doing great and expected to win. Um, 538 just released this, uh, what they call the, I think they basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but they call it like blank mo- is most likely to win this state, right? Mm. And then blank is the name of the candidate. And they list all the states between now and the end of Super Tuesday. And all of them, except for two, are Bernie. Hmm. And if you add up all those state delegates... They're enough to win on the first nomination. They're enough to win outright. So, you know, not not to say that everything is wrapped up, not to say that it's going to be simple, not to say that it's going to be easy, but Dave, I'm really fucking psyched about this. I Something in my head made me think that Iowa would not turn out good. Mm-hmm. That's something, they would pull some bullshit. And I wasn't wrong. They did pull a whole bunch of bullshit. Oh, they sure did. Yeah. So what do you know at this point, Dave, about an app named Shadow? <laughs> I, I know, yeah, it, it's it's the app that's used to, to count this stuff. And I know there, there's a lot of talk about whether or not Bernie uh, funded it or something. And they're no, using no. that against him. It was, it was, it was Pete. Right. That or Pete's campaign. That poured forty two thousand dollars into the app. Right, but I feel Bernie, I feel like the the story though goes the other way depending on who is uh, you know who is doing the talking. Who the fuck is saying that? Damn, they're like, oh man, I yeah, I love you because you're like a window into the sort of these fucking weirdos. Yeah, of, <laughs> yeah, of these people. Like you're the you're the window into the Facebook comments of the uneducated. Um, fucking masses of morons who think that they actually know more than everybody. Uh, <laughs> this is pretty easily provable stuff. This is not a matter of opinion. So we talked about where we stand right now. Bernie won Iowa. Don't let any motherfuckers try to tell you otherwise. People will try to tell you that this magic SDE uh, equation number means something. It doesn't. Him and Buttigieg have the same number of delegates. Bernie got 5,000 more people to vote for him and then 2,000 more people to vote for him on the second round. There's no way to spin it that Pete Buttigieg won this fucking uh, Iowa caucus, as ridiculous as it is. Even still, even still, I think it's worth, just as an instructive lesson of like the things that can come in the future, I think it's worth taking a look at what happened and sharing it with, with our listeners because they might not... No, they might be under the same misapp- same misapprehensions that you are, mm. and I think it's it's like I said, instructive to like kind of dive into it. So, 
at some point, and I'm really glad that we didn't end up doing that live episode on Monday night because it would have been really fucking frustrating and anticlimactic. Yeah. At some point on Friday night, it became apparent, or on Monday night, I should have said, at some point on Monday night, it became apparent that the um, the facts, the, the the final results, the final tallies from all of the Iowa lo- uh, Iowa caucus locations weren't coming in. There was a problem. Um, they were being mistabulated. We we would hear, we heard that the application that was uh, responsible for reporting them was crashing and then later we find out it wasn't crashing but it was reporting numbers that were inconsistent with the live totals um and a a million different permutations of stories came out we come to find out that the people who created the app are people who are very closely aligned formerly with hillary's campaign uh some with uh obama and his administration those two individuals, of course, being very anti-Bernie and being vocally anti-Bernie in recent weeks, months, and, and years, really. Yeah. And then uh, the coup de grace is that there are just numerous tangential connections between the developers of that application, a sort of parent company fund it, funder, like venture capital firm run by democratic operatives and pete Buttigieg's campaign such to the uh and not just pete Buttigieg's campaign but a lot of the key people in iowa pete Buttigieg's campaign in this dnc and i know that that you have seen this a lot dave in the dnc and on the state level there's this overlap and a lot of i don't even really want to call it nepotism i would really more like call it um incest it's very incestuous where people who are working in one campaign will go you know flying in the face of the conflict of interest they'll go to some private company and then some nonprofit and kind of bounce around to these different organizations where in this case you had people who should have been within the party nonpartisan like not partisan to the establishment preferred candidates like Pete Buttigieg versus Bernie but just their presence and then on top of that, the the what looks to either be incompetence or um, or just out outright corruption mm. looks so bad, right? That Pete Buttigieg, who clearly is not anywhere near the tier of candidate that that um, Bernie Sanders is, is somehow racking up extra points and extra uh, votes and doing better. And for the conspiracy-minded among us, like the Bernie fans who are so used to being fucked over and screwed and given the short shrift, it already smelled bad. Mm -hmm. It already felt bad. And then we uncover all these, and reporters during the course of the night uncover all these connections, right? All of this overlap that I'm talking about where all of these people who have vested interest in Pete Buttigieg, uh, you know, winning or at least looking good, also have had their hands in developing this app and the company that funded and launched the app is a company called acronym acronyms made up mostly of former hillary and obama people just like pete Buttigieg's campaign is built up of mostly former hillary and obama people doesn't it sound like a uh like a a made-up name on silicon valley or something literally sounds like a joke name (laughs) 
acronym. It, it sounds like they planned to be outed for incompetence and corruption from the beginning. And they were like, okay, guys, one day we're going to have to stand in front of the cameras and just eat our own shit on a plate. What should we call ourselves? Okay. Call ourselves acronym and the, the app will be called Shadow. Perfect. <laughs> sounds like a whole, it sounds like a great big room of dipshits came so up with perfect. all of it. It's so perfect. <laughs> and, um, so, and these, by the way, are the same motherfuckers who were laughing at the at the Donald Trump uh, Ukrainian guys who who named their company Total Fraud Inc. <laughs> and in retrospect, it's like you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Um, so anyway, up until this point, I think it's okay to kind of laugh at people like me, the conspiracy minded, pro Bernie people who always feel like we're getting fucked over, have a sense of aggrievement, uh, an inflated sense of being cheated. I get it, okay? I, I'm always on the lookout for that shit, and if you're always on the lookout for that shit, you always see it, sure. right? And I understand that. It's fine. I take no offense to that. But where I do take offense is after it comes out that Pete Buttigieg's campaign paid that company so forget about the tangential social circle. I used to work with you, you know, LinkedIn connections between all of the people that were at these various organizations, venture capital companies, developers, uh, software engineers. Forget about all that. When you tell me that there's hard money, forty, I think $44,000 in hard money going from Pete Buttigieg's campaign directly into this app that somehow gives him this really preferential count. It's insulting to tell me that I'm the one who's being conspiracy-minded. That's ridiculous. You can't, with a fucking straight face, tell me that I'm the one who, you know, is wearing a tinfoil hat. That's ridiculous. Add on to that. That would be enough on its own. Add on to that, in the coming days, up until just recently, a few hours ago, this was going on. I used the example of um, of Black Hawk County, right? Black Hawk County is a fucking place in, uh, in Iowa. It's a county in Iowa. A uh, guy by the name of Chris Schwartz is the county supervisor there. And he posted this on Facebook. Uh, folks, I don't know what is going on with the Iowa Democratic Party and the slow trickle of results. I know for a fact. Now, keep in mind, this is a guy working underneath the, the the party, reporting upwards to the state party. He's working on a county level. He's an elected official in this Black Hawk County place, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I know for a fact that they have had the count from Black Hawk County for over 24 hours and will not clearly explain to anyone, not even me as an elected official, what the process is for releasing our results. I do not understand why these complete results were not released yesterday. So he said this today, which is Wednesday, for uh -huh. those of you listening tomorrow, Thursday. He's he's saying that he gave his full, unabridged, accurate results from the floor of his of his caucus. He gave them yesterday, uh, which was would be Tuesday. Um I do not understand why these complete results were not released yesterday, and the leadership of the Iowa Democratic Party will not tell me. 
This is not a reflection on our hardworking party leaders who are being left out in the cold as much as you and me and those who worked very hard this whole caucus season. After that, he goes on to list all the votes, right? Uh, Sanders, in far and ahead in first place, 2,149 votes, 155 county delegates, which I'm not even going to get into what the county delegates are. It's a whole fucking other morass of bullshit. Anyway, Bernie Sanders, 2,149. Pete Buttigieg, 1,500 more or less. Warren, 1,200 more or less. Biden, 900 more or less. Klobuchar, 862. Yang, 33. Steyer, 27. Okay, sounds good. Kind of annoying. This guy's like, you know, dealing with uh, bureaucracy and the failing incompetence, right? There's this saying that a lot of people have been dusting off and putting out there on social media which is never ascribe malice to that which can be explained with incompetence. Mm. So far, a lot of this can be explained with incompetence. But when you pull up Black Hawk County on the Iowa Democratic Party's, the actual state party, this party that's working in lockstep with Pete Buttigieg, in lockstep with these app developers, in lockstep with this venture capital firm, uh, a party that has... All this, like I said before, LinkedIn career, former employer crossover shit. Like we've all worked together at different campaigns and none of us like Bernie. We've none of us have ever worked with Bernie. We have all, we are now all working on this guy, Pete Buttigieg's campaign. It it becomes a lot harder to swallow. And then when you look at the Iowa Democratic Party's results for that county, Blackhawk County, where Bernie Sanders had 2,100 votes, somehow magically... It drops to sixteen hundred votes, and where did those votes go? Because all the votes are in the same pl- are, are still present. Somehow, hundreds, hundreds of votes of Bernie's, almost a thousand actually. Let me see. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's like almost six hundred, six hundred votes of Bernie's were magically dumped into the column of Duval Patrick. <laughs> So Deval Patrick sure. goes from having zero votes, Deval Patrick, who was polling at 0% in Iowa, throughout most of Iowa got zero votes, former uh, governor of Massachusetts who has not really campaigned at all and has been mostly absent and just running. He's only running theoretically. He's not really running. Right. And um, somehow he got 494 votes. And then somehow magically Tom Steyer, who we said got 27 votes. And again, when I say he got 27 votes, that's coming from Chris Schwartz, who is the supervisor of elections in Black Hawk County, the guy that was standing on the floor counting up the results. He says Tom Steyer got 27 votes. Iowa Democratic Party took Chris Schwartz's information and reported out on their end the official number, 396. Somewhere there, Tom Steyer found what 370 votes and somehow bernie lost 370 votes somehow deval patrick found 494 votes somehow and it still hasn't been explained how bernie sanders lost those 494 votes Mm -hmm. and this is happening dave this is happening in a bunch of counties in a bunch of caucuses in a bunch of districts bernie's getting this like silent attrition these like all these supervisors of elections 
at least the ones who have scruples and integrity, are reporting, hey, what the Iowa Democratic Party is reporting as the official results don't jive with the, with the results that I gave them. Uh, and I, I was in the fucking room. I was the one counting. And all we know are the ones who actually have the scruples and the integrity to say that. Who knows how many other people are just not saying it or are, you know, within that same... That same sort of group, that LinkedIn crowd of, you know, friends that are helping each other with their career type shit that's clearly happening across the fucking board in Iowa. Um, So that's kind of where we are now. I don't know if we'll ever have like an accurate number. Right. it's, It's ridiculous. And the whole purpose of the rules committee last year where, you know... Keith Ellison and the more progressive wing of the party were fighting against the establishment wing of the party to, you know, do things like limit the influence of superdelegates and to, you know, um, try to get more accurate counts on caucus days of not just uh, not just the the delegate counts, but the, the, the popular vote counts. Like we're seeing it being realized here. It's good that they did that. They fought, and now we have a popular vote that we can point to and look at and be like, wow, Bernie Sanders clearly fucking won. And what is infuriating is that level of outward corruption. Like just, we're just going to take hundreds of votes in broad daylight and just redistribute them and just dump them in other places. Does anybody that matters like want to change this, like these systems get rid of the caucus and stuff like that or or is it I think the caucus is dead. You think I think so? the I think definitely the Iowa caucus is dead. Now there's a rule, there's a law that says that New Hampshire must be always and I mean I don't know what it would take to re, you know repeal this law, but there is a law on the books that says New Hampshire has to be the first primary state. And Iowa maintains their cutesy folksy little uh sliver of relevance by saying, oh, well, we're not a primary, we're actually a caucus. So if they switch from caucus to primary, then, um, you know, they they lose whatever. They'll have to go further down the line, right? They'll have to be somewhere, you know, maybe Super Tuesday or even after. Now, I think based on what I'm hearing from not just those of us on the left, but also like the people in the establishment – this didn't work out good for anybody. Mm. They the the establishment basically had to cannibalize one of their cutesy wootsy little institutions, the Iowa State, the Iowa Caucus, and the cute you know going to the Iowa Fair, and then there's that like dinner that you go to. There's all this like pomp and circumstance built around Iowa, this folksiness, this like faux man or woman of the people bullshit that goes hand in hand with Iowa. This like you know performative pretending to be a farmer shit that all the candidates do and it's supposed to be endearing and it's supposed to be cute it's all bullshit iowa's 99.9 percent fucking white it's not representative representative of this of this country if you wanted to as far at least as far as democratic democratic party which you know claims to be or wants to be the more diverse party if you wanted to have a a, a more representative state Put Nevada first. Right. Nevada should be fucking first. And it shouldn't be a caucus. It should be a general primary. 
like a, an open, uh, uh, well, maybe a closed primary. I don't know. Op- closed, open, what the fuck ever. I know that there's a lot of not. I think that it would be better in Nevada if it was an open primary because I can picture a whole bunch of people who are not registered as Democrats that would show up and vote for Bernie in a primary. And so whatever, that's my own opinion. Also my own opinion and other people's opinion that a state that is more diverse like Nevada should be first in line. Um, So, I mean, do you ever hear people talk about like Nevada should be more important or should be bumped up. I mean, is that a conversation out there? Um, I mean, more so I hear about getting rid of the caucus. That That's the number one thing that I always hear ever since, you know, a few years back. When you have this complicated of a scam that you're trying to pull, when there's this many moving pieces, one of two things can happen. It can be easy to hide the scam inside of all those moving pieces and get away with it. Or... If it's something, you know, with a dynamic like a caucus where everything is like out in the front, out in front, there's no hiding. Like people leave that gymnasium and if they stick around to the end, they know exactly how many people were in their group. They know how many people were in the opposing groups that either beat them or lost to them. And it's on paper. People know the shit and it's really hard to hide this stuff. And I'm like looking on social media and you can kind of see all this shit playing out in real time. A lot of it is bullshit. A lot of things are wrong and incorrect. Um, and this fucking sniveling rat-faced weasel, Buttigieg, comes out and just decides to say that he was the winner, which, again, by no objective metric, is he the winner? Uh, and all these unintended consequences, I guess, is the point that I'm trying to get at, right? I'm looking at, like, all of a sudden, Deval Patrick... Again, a guy who is only running in theory. He's not running in any kind of real practical way. Mm-hmm. Um, Deval Patrick has 1.1% of the um, what they call the SDEs, the state delegates, right? Again, that imaginary bullshit number that nobody cares about, but that a lot of people hang importance on. Jumps ahead of Andrew Yang, a real candidate. Like, Andrew Yang is an actual candidate who spent the last year spending time in Iowa has probably knocked on every fucking door in in the entire state at least once and has put in the work and is in all polls far overperforming Deval Patrick and his, you know, phantom campaign. But when you start playing with shit, when you start moving numbers around and grabbing a few hundred from there and dropping it over here and moving shit from column A over to column B, all of a sudden you end up with this weird stuff going on like Andrew Yang and his small but very loud group of online fans who are, like, I would say rival Bernie in terms of their, like, online-ness, like how how online they are. Sure. You know, they see that and they're like, yo, what the fuck, man? Deval Patrick? No, you guys are playing games. And now you've not only pissed off Bernie people, you've pissed off Yang people. You've pissed off uh, by taking so long to fucking report these results and by sitting back and... You can just smell the bullshit cooking in the back room where they're like, okay, okay, okay. This looks really bad. This looks really bad. How do we fucking make, I don't know. We got to give some sort of, comp- you know, uh, what, what do you call that? A uh, compensation prize to, to Buttigieg. How can we manipulate this to make it look like he actually won one of these metrics? Spend all that time trying to be clever and you out- outthink yourself. You end up having fucking Joe Biden threatening to sue and having his lawyers contact the Iowa Democratic Party complaining. Right. And you were talking before about, like, does anybody who matters care about this? 
Joe Biden matters. In the in the Democratic Party, Joe Biden matters more than pretty much anybody else. Yeah. He's the he's the daddy now. Now that Obama spends all his time just partying with billionaires and, you know, making Netflix series that nobody <laughs> fucking watches. And now that Hillary is just completely consigned to or resigned to uh, you know, decaying and and uh into her, her whatever the fuck Candiru virus is, you know, ravaging her mind. Um now that those two avatars of the Democratic Party are sort of like uh, you know, weekend or just irrelevant. Um, but Biden is the guy, right? Mm. Anybody who's working on Joe Biden's campaign that is going to peter out here in a couple of months and fucking die, though anybody under the age of 50 working on Joe Biden's campaign has decades left working for the Democratic Party. And those people aren't going to forget what happened in Iowa because guess what? Joe Biden comes out looking like shit here too. And those are the kind of people that's the one thing I'm learning about this, Dave. I, I I've never done the work that you do, that you and Gina do, where you guys are in the in these fucking meetings and actually like part of these working groups and getting up there and making decisions inside the, the Democratic Party. I don't have it in me to be in the to be that involved in the Democratic Party. I love the people at the D, at the DSA. Love working with them. They aren't snake people they're like real people they're people that actually care about other human beings and they're the the real like heart and soul behind the bernie sanders campaign and i love those people the 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 democratic party shit the state democratic parties and all these careerists and all these people who are trying to set up their own little scam or whatever the fuck they're trying to like again get like linkedin recommendations and shit like that i hate that shit i get enough of that at work i get enough of that in my job i don't want that shit I commend you and Gina for being able to put up with it and going to all that shit and dealing with all of it. And yeah, there are a lot of nice people there too. But what I'm learning through this process is that those people are the ones that matter. And I don't mean that in a good way or a complimentary way. I mean that as in like Joe Biden and Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, Pete Buttigieg, all these avatars, all these like names, they come and they go. But all the little fucking minions stay. The guys developing this fucking bullshit app. They hop from one little stone to the next stone. The guys that are running the venture capital company. The fucking Pod Save America assholes. They all stick around. They're all like fucking remora fish at the bottom of a big <laughs> fucking baleen whale. Uh, and they stick around. They don't go anywhere. They're fucking barnacles. And they're the ones that... I think you were talking before about like, oh, who will, who matters mm -hmm. that actually is going to not like this. I think all of them are going to come out looking like shit. They won't lose their jobs. They won't lose their place at the table because those people fucking never do. But they're definitely going to get rid of this fucking Iowa caucus and come up with a situation that is more conducive to their bullshit and their cheating and their gaming. And um, yeah, that's my prediction, at least. This was uh, this was informative. Was it or was did I just vomit a bunch of information? No, no, that? seriously. I, I, I think I, uh, I I feel like I did. My head really hurts thinking about this stuff, man. I think I know. I, I, I don't know. I 
I tell you all the time, I don't know how you uh, stay as engaged as you do. I mean, I obviously, you know, end up at the things that I need to end up at, like the caucus and stuff like that. But as far as on a day to day, actually watching this stuff unfold and following the numbers and all this stuff, uh, it's just it's grating, man. Um, it's fucking depressing. But uh, I do I do think that while I certainly knew you know, the broad strokes of what's been happening this week. I, I think I know more now. I mean, the devil's in the details with this shit. And I, I mean, I, I remember that there's still like, it's still the case that nobody actually knows who really, who got more votes in Nevada mm-hmm. in 2016. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't think, but somehow yeah. Hillary walked away with like 50 more delegates or something like that. 15, maybe uh, more delegates than Bernie. Because of, of course, the corrupt superdelegate system, which thankfully this year, although I still think they're going to try to fuck with that, but as of right now, thankfully, it's it's a little bit of the, the damage of the superdelegates has been mitigated. But I think that there's just sort of like this collective understanding where if you, and this has happened a lot in Florida, which is why I have my, my own theories about pro- electoral problems invisible ones that we have in Florida. At least these are very visible. I have a feeling that there's a lot of invisible electoral problems here in Florida. But, I mean, you have a feeling, right? Even if you're in a bubble, maybe, I don't know, maybe not. But, like, even if you're in a bubble, even if you are in an echo chamber of of people of your own political persuasion, when you spend time engaged on an issue, engaged on an election, and you knock on doors or you go to meetings and you are outside of your your bubble you're outside not not your bubble but outside of like social media outside of your home and then when things so strongly don't go your way when you see your candidate who was neck and neck with the other candidate somehow get blown out of the water in the final delegate count i mean you have to wonder yeah. you have to and I, I know that that just brands us as conspiracy theorists, even though we're not the ones who've been sitting here complaining for the last fucking three years about, you know, magic Russian gremlins, you know, <laughs> cha- stealing the fucking vote. That's That has not been the progressive side of the Democratic Party. It has been, uh, let me just say, the other side. Um, I realize that gets us branded as like, I don't know, conspiracy theorists or whatever. It, it invalidates the point. But... I'm telling you, man, this shit, this guy, this election, this, this, um, election supervisor, he couldn't, you couldn't put a more fine point on it. Like it, it is highlighted plain as day. He reported that Bernie Sanders, he reported directly chain of custody to the democratic party, almost 2,200 votes for Bernie. Somehow that gets watered down to 1,600. And it, it couldn't be more plain than the fucking nose on your face, dude. Like, it is the most obvious outward corruption. Yeah. And I, I just think we just have to be, we just have to be ready for it. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, Nevada's going to be a fucking wreck. I, I, can't, I can't fucking wait. <laughs> Texas just came out and said, like, yesterday, and Texas isn't for, like, I don't even think Texas is Super Tuesday. I think it's, like, way after that. Um, I might be wrong. Maybe it is Super Tuesday. Texas came out and said, just FYI, 
we're going to be late on our results too. <laughs> oh God. And it's like, wait, what are you talking about? You haven't even started voting and you don't start voting for weeks. And they're like, yeah, 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 we know, we know, but just want to give you a heads up. Jesus we're going to be late. <laughs> so. I don't know. I, I think I, uh, I think I just know that there's a lot to be done and a lot that's going to happen over these next couple of weeks. It's going to be crazy just watching it all unfold. And, uh, I don't know. I, I just hope that this is the worst of the uh, uncertainty. I hope there there's some uh, uncertainty is not the right word, but just the the, the clusterfuck of it all. Yeah. I, I hope it's a little a little cleaner. Yeah, my worry is that I, I feel like, I mean, the Democratic Party is is nothing if not incompetent, but my worry is that they'll become slightly better. And again, with in in a in a. I guess just like a primary system, just a straight popular vote count where you go in very quietly, you vote, you fill out your form and you leave and maybe there's exit polling, but you know, you, you know, those, those are notoriously shit. And like, that's such an easier, that's such a, a more ready breeding ground for shenanigans, mm. you know, like, and the, my worry is that they'll just become better at it. They already denied Bernie the opportunity to have, you know, a primetime celebration. He could have, you know, if if this had been reported correctly, at 10 o'clock Eastern time, in the middle of primetime, we would have had a Bernie Sanders, you know, victory parade or victory victory uh, party um, and victory speech on, on CNN and MSNBC, Right. And if my goal was to find a way to stop that from happening, I did it, right? I made it so that that's not so. Bernie won and didn't get to enjoy the media bump. So, yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's dirty pool. It's real dirty pool. And I think we just have to expect it. Yeah. It's the way it's going to be. Nothing that's worth changing is going to be, like, done easily. Like, and this is the change. This is, I mean, we're supporting a change candidate who threatens a lot of people's cutesy-wootsy little fucking LinkedIn resumes. Like, he, it, it, it's a threat to a lot of people. Yeah, it can't be easy. It can't be simple. It can't just go straight forward. Yeah. So that's it, Dave. What do you got going on? What do I got going on? Uh, I'm done with Iowa now. I'm leaving Iowa in the past. <laughs> New Hampshire's coming. <laughs> Psyched to see what happens there. Because let me tell you something about our boy in New Hampshire. Most recent polling has him up 21 points. Jesus. <laughs> Which, in a field of like eight people, <laughs> is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's Monday, so, right? That's Monday. All right. I'll be looking forward to that. Um, I, I, as far as what I got going, just uh, new episodes of All Rice, No Beans, Awesome Movie Year, and Piecing It Together. Lots of, lots of podcasting. And I'll, I'll, I'm sure we'll have some time to, to fill. During the live broadcast on Monday, I'll, I'll I'll plug specific episodes of everything. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hughes, yes. <laughs> Congratulations to Bernie for winning Iowa. Yeah, I, I'm really glad that he won. Uh, just w- without any fur- without it. without any further description, he just won. He just won. Yeah. You know who won my heart? Who? You. Oh.